Hi, it's Sally. Um, I'm here again with Christina. And hi, hello, Christina. <laughs> and we've come to my house actually um, um, to talk about the sun's move into Cancer on the solstice and the astrology for the month ahead. And this is actually the second time we've tried to record this podcast because we did meet first of all, thinking that it might be nice sunny weather. Um, and we were going to record it outside again as we did with the Gemini podcast but it was a bit rainy and we couldn't find anywhere to sit outside so um, we've kind of reconvened and come together Um, so we're in a nice dry home now which is great and you know another reason that we couldn't we decided it was better not to record it was because we like doing a retrodiction which means looking back at the month, previous month, and we were doing a little bit early, so we hadn't had the really kind of bit of the astrology for June yet. But now we've had that, and we have some stuff. We have some, some stuff. <laughs> Although on this sort of astrology, as Christina calls it, which kind of peaked around the 14th to 20th of June, that week in particular, when there was so much going on, um, I escaped. <laughs> I ran off to Italy in sunshine. Um, I went on a, a little trip with my daughter and kind of just sort of took a step back from the mm. world. Very wise, very wise. <laughs> but uh, I have just one thing. Nothing, you know, there were a couple things that happened, but the most pertinent, I feel, to the astrology was that I discovered that someone had been thieving from my father's bank account. Mm. Because I'm the, I it's my response. My dad has become my responsibility, which is very Saturnian to take on the responsibility of your parent. Um, and of course that is, and then Pluto is about crime. So you have the Saturn Pluto conjunction. It's in Capricorn. Saturn is very strong in Capricorn. Anyway, I discovered that someone had been um, milking his bank account mm. when Mars and Mercury basically came opposite to those two. Mm. Um, we're going to get him. Don't worry. Uh, the Good. gendarmes are now alerted, as of this morning, in fact. Um, and I did do another thing, which I thought was interesting because, and this is may sound slightly obscure, but I went to a wonderful conversation in conversation, which was between Bonnie Greer and Barbara Savage in Oxford, who are two black women intellectuals. And it was a just a chat between them. Um, and it was interesting seeing that in Oxford, which is the heart of Capricornness and the heart of the establishment and a very stony place to see some black power being asserted there mm. and making it, um, it was quite a small gathering, but it felt very powerful and strong. It was mm. exciting. Mm. Mm. And that was that week as well. Good. Yeah, and I, uh, I suppose, I mean, you know, it's interesting. The sun is going into Cancer on the solstice, the twenty-first of June. But we've had this real wave of mm. um, planetary energy in in Cancer. And for me, the big thing is that I kind of found out as well that I'm going to be an empty nester mm. from this September October. So my daughter got, um, uh, she's got into. A foundation year at drama school. So yay, we thought, yay, <laughs> yay, and oh. <laughs> so yeah, we thought she'd be home for another year, but she is actually going to be moving on. So I think also for me, it was very much about you know feeling actually sadness around that, excitement mm-hmm. for her, and then thinking, 
Oh, goodness. And, and, and for me, this whole opposition with the Cancer Capricorn is across the fourth and tenth, so about the foundations of my life. Mm. And that's true for Aries, people with Aries rising in general. You know, yes. isn't it? That's going to be how it works for people, yeah. you know, for Aries sun, Aries rising, is it's about your family. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Home and family, big events mm. around that. Mm. Letting go very often, I think, with this quite mm. powerful opposition that's been going on. And it's still really kind of focal, isn't it, as oh, we absolutely. move into this next month. I mean, we've just been looking at the chart for the solstice when the sun moves into Cancer. And this, you know, domination of Mercury, Mars in Cancer opposite Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn is Carries still... on right into July. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's actually no let up. Well, slightly, it's not quite as strong as it was, but the... Shall we talk about what the astrology now, or do we want to have a quick word about Cancerians in general? Let's talk about Cancerians. Uh, lovely, lovely people. Lovely people. Ruled by the moon, moody as we know. Ebbing and flowing like the the moon changes shape. You see it in the in the sky. It's it's you know, it doesn't stay that constant ball like the sun. It ebbs and flows, and that's a really key feature of Cancerians. Yeah. Their moods ebb and flow. One of the water signs, emotional. There are people who tend to make the emotional weather in a, in a family or in a situation. They can change the whole feel of a room, whether they're sulking <laughs> mm-hmm. or being really funny, which tend to both, those are both Cancerian things, aren't mm-hmm. they? Getting getting a, a hump on or a mm-hmm. monk on and or being hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And that's, we did, we were thinking about, you know, key cancerians in the public eye at the moment um um, one for me who i've just actually fallen in love with probably is phoebe Mm. waller bridge who is the a comedy genius i mean just absolute comedy genius and is starting to be recognized for her genius she's the writer of fleabag and if you've not watched it please go and (laughs) go and go and see what's so remarkable about it but also she is the writer of the first series of Killing Eve, mm-hmm. um, which again has been a bit of a phenomenon. All women as well, mm-hmm. actually. It's about girl power. It is it about really girl is. power. Um, and the moon being a feminine influence as well. It's about girl power. And also both of those shows talk about being a woman in a way that is actually completely different from the usual. It's kind of disgusting. I mean, you know, mm. she's not afraid to go to do a bit of girl, female gross-out humour, which is not something that you see very often. It's not. And also, when you look at her chart, she has got Mars in Cancer right next to the sun. So, you know, she's she's willing to kind of tackle difficult areas i mean fleabag's all about sex it's the sort of dysfunctional family mm. cancer themes as well and and just the title of killing eve for me mm. is like that sun mars in cancer mm. i mean eve was the original woman mm. mars is the weapon and you know here you have this incredible series that she's become uh, what she won awards for yeah <clears throat> Uh, yeah, but what about some other... We had a whole list of other Cancerians as well, didn't we? Um, yeah, I mean, the other one, an- another comedy writer, which you may not have come across, Sharon Horgan, who mm. starred in and wrote Catastrophe, which again is about relationships. So I think there's, there's these Cancerian themes around family Can- relationships. Cancerians are all about the family and all about the tribe. You know, either you're, uh, you either are very engaged with your family or you have to create your own family. And that doesn't mean literally having babies necessarily. It can mean creating your family at work or having your tribe. It's like your band that you play in, mm. you know, but you need to have that as a cancer to feel comfortable. 
Yeah. And often you find that Cancerians, you know, they they create other. Um, sorry, I'll just turn that sound off. They create little families. You know, um, I'm thinking of like people like Carlos Santana, you know, who create these sort of bands, mm-hmm. and they're like you become the the daddy or mommy of mm-hmm. a band. Mm-hmm. Well, the classic one was Richard Branson, who all mm-hmm. son cancer, who always called his you know virgin for him. It was about family. Take yeah. care of your employees, and that's everything builds from that. Yeah, you see the. I mean, I've seen a lot of company, you know, bosses, people who start their own business. It's yeah. a cancer thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's for me is really one of the interesting things about cancer. I remember meeting a son cancer who, you know, lived on her own and she just said she'd never understood mm-hmm. this whole thing about, you know, that the family are important because mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't for her. But she really got the sense that, you know, cancer always it filters out. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just your sort of your little family unit necessarily. It is this kind of bringing people together. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about, you know, how a lot of the festivals, music festivals happen around this time yeah, of this year. Is Glastonbury time here. Glastonbury time. And that is, you know, it's finding your tribe in a way, finding people who you can connect with, which is also very Cancerian. That's it. It's a tribal gathering. It's not really about the music, Glastonbury. Mm. I mean, allegedly it is, mm. but it's not. It's about a lot of people getting together in a muddy field and feeling a sense of community, of not community, but a sense of tribal identity and you identify with the other people who have this this who also want to be in a muddy field Mm -hmm. as you can tell i'm keeping my feet dry (laughs) are you going to be in a muddy field no i'm not planning to i have been in the past i do quite enjoy that um yeah i went to a muddy field actually speaking of uh yeah i went to see sun ra that was the other thing that i did actually in that week okay who are also very black power right yeah and also a family you know, they're not. They create. They are a band that's been together really, really long since the '60s. With evolving um, personnel, mm. um, a great jazz band. Mm. And just, I was going to say on this. Actually, this is something that's been a little beef of mine. I think because you know, the solstice is we are honouring the sun, and I was actually invited to go to Stonehenge this year, mm. um, which probably. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the weather outside might not be that brilliant. But anyway, you know, Stonehenge, one of these wonderful ancient sites built in alignment with the sun. And the solstice is when the sun is either at its peak, it's the longest day in the northern hemisphere, or it's the shortest day. But it's one of these key um, founders of the seasons. The sun... And during the solstice, the sun moves into Cancer, which is the moon sign. And I was just saying to Christina earlier, you know, why I can see why we honour the sun now and people burn bonfires and they come to places like Stonehenge to gather. But also for me, you know, why don't we honour the moon in this same way? Yes, we do during maybe the full moon times of celebration, but we don't have these really key times in in the year when the moon is honoured in the same way. And this we are moving into the moon's month. You know, just cancer. And in in this country, this never feels like it's not a very kind of hot solstice. The really hot time is August, you know, when the Mm. sun moves and is in the sun sign. In Leo. In Leo. And maybe that should be more of a solar celebration. And this is always sort of dampish. Yeah. It is. Well, quite often it's dampish. I don't think it was last. This year is dampish. But Neptune turns stations on the solstice as well this year. 
on June the 21st. So again, Neptune often, God of the Sea, it's associated with all things wet. And in the UK, we've just had a lot of rain. Can um, I go elsewhere as well? I, you know, and I, we were discussing this before, and really that Neptune is the key hmm. to a lot of the astrology at the moment because Neptune will be stationing and turning retrograde like half an hour before the actual solstice. I mean, really, yeah, really, really close, close. Very close to it. And Neptune is also making very tight aspects to Jupiter, Saturn, um, and the nodes. And Neptune is also in Pisces, so it's incredibly strong. Uh, and it will mean slightly different things to different people, but it is a planet that is about compassion and sacrifice. Mm. Mm. Um so I think that uh, for for different, I mean, for Pisces, it's um, Neptune and Pisces with this thing turning retrograde. It is about transcendence and transcending. There's a lot of difficult astrology going on, mm. but it's about trying to find that sort of your spiritual, your inner God mm. and mm-hmm. trying to transcend the situation and find the bigger picture. Mm. and see things in a much broader and more spiritual way. I think that's useful for everybody at the, at this moment. Mm. And also, you know, just thinking about that, particularly with, you know, for Aries and with my Aries ascendant, I escaped and went and sat by the sea yeah. and switched off the news um, and looked out to sea and just, you know, escaped. And I mean, Neptune is escapism as well, isn't it? But sometimes we need to escape. Sometimes we need time out. Mm. So then we can come back into the world. And the news is just noise, a lot of it yeah. at the moment. And I think that we have become very overwhelmed by too much news over the past few years. Every mm. second, you know, counts on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And actually this month, especially since we're going to be having this Mercury retrograde coming up, yeah. is about pulling back a yeah. little bit and seeing that bigger picture. And on the one hand, but maybe reconnecting with your tribal identity on the other. Mm. A mm. great month coming up for reconnecting with family. And we kind of see that out in the world with these, mm. you know, like particularly I'm thinking in Hong Kong. Yeah. You know, the people gathering in thousands, millions, I don't mm. know how many, but just this wave of people. Mm. I mean, this is a real chance as well. And I think this is another playing out of all the cancer symbolism. Mm. Um, this, you know, this each individual counts within the bigger group. It is also a sign of nationalism and Hong Kong people talk about, you know, mm. that identity as Hong Kong people is yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Um yeah, and that's that's a big theme at the moment mm. for a lot of people, isn't it, mm. about, you know, country. Yeah. Patriotism. What it, what it means to be patriotic. Yeah. And it may not mean it does not mean jingoistic necessarily. But we'll just skip gently over that and move right on because we are ignoring those guys this time, aren't we? <laughs> we're ignoring, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, but there's some things we're not talking about. Yeah, we're think there are things that we're just <laughs> slipping right over because we're going with that Neptune. Uh, Ju- Neptune makes this square to Jupiter as well, so it's about going beyond the boundaries, being boundless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we've got quite a big month coming up. Yeah. Um, and, and some real key events that we need to talk about. Um, the first of which, Mercury retrograde. Shall we go there? Do you want to go? Yeah, jump I mean, in there? Yeah. I mean, Mercury is in Cancer um, until, when does it move on? 27th of June. 27th. Then it moves into early degrees of Leo, but only gets to four degrees Leo and turns retrograde on July the 7th. And then we'll be on go slow 
throughout the rest of this month we're talking about, it actually turns direct right at the end of July, beginning of August. So yes, we're entering into another Mercury retrograde phase, which comes along three times a year, um, planet of communication. So get ready for things going a bit haywire, perhaps, you know, prepare for it beforehand. But also look at doing things differently as well. I think Mercury retrograde is just lovely for uh, looking at life in a different mm. way. Um, or doing things differently. I, mean, I actually quite like going on holiday during mm. Mercury retrograde, you know, taking yourself out of your normal environment. And just stop trying to push ahead with stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff is a retrograde now. And who is this good for in particular? Well, Leo, I think. Mm. You know, Leo, you may kind of have lots of ideas bubbling away once Mercury moves into your star sign. Um, a lot of things that you you want to um, action or get moving. But this isn't the time. With no. Mercury turning retrograde in your star sign Leo, instead it's a time to think things through carefully. Um, prepare, plan ahead. Look at get things moving. You know, when the sun, once the sun moves into Leo and then through to, um, particularly in August, I think that's the that's I think the it's interesting for Leo as well because, you know, we... One of the things about this current Mercury situation is that it's making conjunction with Mars most of the time, or it's close enough to conjunction. Um, and actually, when it when it turns uh, retrograde, it actually makes an exact conjunction with Mars. So those two planets, which are both about speed and action, are together up until you know seventh or eighth of July, and then Mercury starts to go backwards and go over that old ground. Um, meanwhile, Mars has gone into Leo on the 1st of July, mm -hmm. giving you a lot of energy of wanting to drive forward, but you can't. Mm. You have to think things through. Um, at Mars, and it's good that Mars comes out. I think I'm quite relieved that Mars is coming out of Cancer. Yeah, it's sign it's not happy in really, is it? It doesn't, you know, it's a bit constrained, it always feels to me in Cancer. It can't move directly. It's constrained and it's been making that nasty opposition to Pluto and Saturn mm. throughout the rest of this, you know, until the beginning of July. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I think Cancerians and Capric people, you know, Cancer Capricorn people are quite stressed, you know, if you've got planets there. Yeah. Even though it's your birthday month for cancer, there's a you must be you're under pressure in some area of your life, mm. and maybe having to make decisions that you're not completely comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, but don't worry about it. Make the decisions, be being aware that you may have to change your mind. Mm. I would say under the Mercury retrograde when it comes when the Mercury comes back into Cancer, which isn't until the nineteenth, I think, nineteenth um, of July, Mercury will come back into Cancer, and then you'll have this retrograde there. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you can't, that's difficult to have with Mercury retrograde, at least initially, is clarity. Yeah, there's no clarity. It's, yeah. con it's confusing. Um, you know, theme of confusion, um, which is kind of comes in with other uh, um, astro astrological events that are going on as well. Mm, it's not a clear month by any means. I do wonder, you know, looking at this Mars in Leo, because I love Mars in Leo, especially yeah. my natal placing, and it's great fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's about play, it's about just making the best of things. So I think this Mars in Leo can really help. Um, you know, it's almost to heck with all the serious stuff. And I think the, also I think the Mars in Leo, I was going to say it's great for Sagittarians. 
Yeah. It's great for people with Aries rising like you. Yeah. Um, it's making, you know, by sign anyway, it's got already making fun aspects with Jupiter. Yes. You know, so it's about getting out there sporty. It's you know, getting out there, having fun, being in nature, going running, you know, uh, being, having, kind of enjoying your physical body. Mm. Um, and you're right. It's not very serious, mm. is it? Mm. It's about trying to, and it's trying to lift that seriousness that we've been having. And I have to say that uh, Cancer Capricorn is quite a serious combination unless cancers, unless they're being very dry and witty. But it, there can be a heaviness that's been going mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. I think that this month, you can either let yourself be dragged down into that Mercury retrograde murk, mm. or you can, get, you know, have some fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a really July is a really good month for doing that. Don't kick back, that day. kicking back. Yeah, and not and it's a good month, you know, for revision and rethinking things and maybe going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, some people obviously will still be having to be at work. I actually think that Cancerians may still be, you know, if you've got Cancer planets, you're still driving ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else? I mean, do we want to leap into the other big astrology? That's okay, going let's on? just talk about it. Let's just mention it. Eclipses. Yes, it's not only Mercury retrograde months, <laughs> but we have two eclipses as well, which you know can be well. They they bring highs, they bring lows, they make life a bit dramatic. We have a lovely solar eclipse actually on July the second. Um, sun and Moon meet at ten degrees Cancer, and I actually like the solar eclipse. Um, and we were talking a little bit earlier as well about the fact that. You know, eclipses, you see it in the lives of famous people that often during their um, the two-year period when you have these key eclipse cycles, they suddenly can come to fame. It can really catapult them into the, start, into, um, the spotlight. Like your friend Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, She's absolutely. All over She's just out there right now. So, you know, and a solar eclipse is like, for me, a new moon mm. with extra oomph. Mm. It can make things happen. Um, She's going to, you know, she'll have lost something, though, with the pain. Yes, and I think e. that's... E. privacy. Yeah, I think that's the real key. Mm. It's, you know, when you do... Um, well, we, we saw it with Meghan Markle, mm. Leo, a son Leo, the Leo Aquarius eclipses. Yes, suddenly she marries into the royal family, but you lose a lot. Really, I think it's kind of public life versus personal life then. In her place, yeah. And also, do you know what? I've, I was actually thinking it's also about identity, that she lost a particular identity, yeah. which is this independent actress person, and she becomes just a duchess. And that's a Leo Aquarius thing. Mm. And here we've got this Cancer Capricorn thing, which is about your private life and your public life, mm-hmm. isn't it? So with uh, Walla Bridge, it's like she's losing her privacy, yes. I think, and becoming this very public yes. person. Yes, so which isn't always easy by any means, no, is it? It's not no, always easy. No. It's kind of redefining who you are as well. Um, so we're not suggesting that all Cancerians are suddenly become, become world famous, but there is something that you're going to lose and something that you're going to gain. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about other star signs for the solar eclipse in particular? I, I'm thinking um, for Libra because Cancer is the 10th house, so it's... It's career, it's vocation. You're suddenly, you know, more in the public eye. And also Venus, your ruling planet, moves into Cancer on July the 3rd. So I think this could be a really powerful and important time mm. it for could Libra. Be good. Something good could happen. 
Yeah, I think that you need to, and also you don't have much control with an eclipse. You just have to let go. You have to roll with it yeah. and say yes to stuff. Yeah. Um, and even this whole, all of these eclipses, both these eclipses this month are entangled with the Mercury retrograde and that very difficult uh, Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn. So it's all tangled up. There's a sort of nexus of sort of power and activity there. So I think that it's not going to be one thing mm. for Librans. You know, it may be, there may be several things going on. Mm. Mm. Um, same with, you know, the same with Aries. There's going to be stuff about family and the, and career in yeah. opposition. I mean, in fact, I mean, we know already from with you, your yeah. Aries rising, Yeah. you know, it's about the home mm. and in some ways your daughter leaving well it's terrible who wants their daughter to leave the house but on the other way in the other on the other hand it's liberating for you because mm. you're going to be able to travel and take your astrology global <laughs> sally's going global next year <laughs> not in july though <laughs> uh, oh speaking of global one of the things that we did we did, haven't mentioned it, is we're doing this thing on the 7th of december we are Okay, okay, it's just London, it's not global, but, you know, it's not Guildford or Oxford. We're doing this uh, a 2020 vision. Yeah, it's an, a one-day astrology event, and it's going to be in Covent Garden, um, and we're going to be advertising it soon. So it's a day that we hope you'll all come to, whoever's in London or wants to fly into London on the 7th of December this year. And we're going to be talking about um, the astrology in the year ahead, yeah. so there'll be more details of that. To come over the next weeks and months, very exciting. Yes, yeah, thrilling. It's just you know, I'm I'm I have a lot of ideas actually, and so do you. Yeah, it's we're a full of ideas. Of, a matter of cutting it down to fit into yes. one day. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Uh, good. We managed to mention it. We did. We did. We said we would, and we have. Okay. So where are we? Second of July. This eclipse. It. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, actually, looking at this, uh, yeah, is have we talked about Sagittarians, that they're kind of tootling along? They've had a lot of stuff happening over this year. And, um, like, you know, so many Sagittarians I've spoken to have had so much change mm -hmm. during this Jupiter, mm -hmm. you know, while Jupiter's in their sign. Um, but it's quite nice for Sagittarians in July because of that Mars and Leo. It means, you know, it's like you're able to sort of take action perhaps on some of the luck that you've had or you're able to, um, it's it's a lucky month, I would say. It's a lucky month for doing something. Mm, but I have a bit of a proviso around that. Yes, you the, do. The eclipses... I can see from your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, the eclipses for Sagittarius and Gemini, the mm -hmm. eclipses fall in the money sectors. So, yes, it could be lucky, but I think you have to keep your blooming money in your pocket. I don't think it's a month for, well, do you think it's a month for speculating? Oh, no. I no. think that uh, also, you know, just in general, I don't think anybody should be speculating mm. right now. I'd be putting my money. If I had any money, which I don't, I would be putting it in cash mm. if I had any stocks. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I think it all looks diabolical for mm. speculating. Mm. Um, however, having said that, there's always someone who gains. 
There is, and that's, you yeah. know, there there's is. always the person, you know, while everybody else is losing, there's the person who's gaining. Yeah, and I think if you do know about stocks and shares and you know about yeah. money trading at the moment, then blooming heck, go for it, because it's likely to be a month of highs and lows, and you could easily take advantage if you know what you're doing. If you don't, the best thing to do is just to kind of sit back and wait and see what happens. Um, also, I just one thing that I always think is really important to say about eclipses, we've got the solar eclipse on the 2nd, the lunar eclipse on the 16th. I mean, traditionally, don't do things on the day of the eclipse itself. Don't line up as something major for the day of the eclipse itself. I always think it's better to wait a few days, see what happens, and then see how you can take advantage. Now, do you agree with that, Christina? I do, and I sort of just generally think that quite often about uh, full moons and new moons anyway, that there's you know it's just afterwards that, that's important mm-hmm. um rather than actually on it on it there's a moment of stillness mm. yeah and then things happen yeah. it's also important i think about whether you can see the eclipse or not yes you know so for this one the solar eclipse the one in uh, 2nd of july is visible from south america and the eastern pacific right um so we're not going to be able to see it but the partial lunar eclipse is visible from many parts of the world of the inhabit, you know, across almost mm. the whole inhabited world. Yeah. So even though it's only partial, it may be more significant yeah. for some of you. Yeah, yeah. Most of us, you know, because we seeing it, seeing is believing, but seeing it is important. Yeah. Or the fact that it happens at least over overhead for you. Um, so what do you think of this one on the? Is it is the sixteenth? I have sixteenth, seventeenth sort of written here. It must be different it's in different in, parts well, of the world in in the uk it's at 9 p.m yeah 10 p.m um so yes it's gonna fall on the 16th and the 17th i mean it's a tricky eclipse yeah there's no two ways about it because um it falls at 24 degrees of capricorn um so it's really picking up this opposition um between you know it's it's the same degrees that we're seeing right now yeah. And by right now, I mean the period from 14th to 20th of June, the opposition between Mercury, Mars and Cancer, Saturn, Pluto. Pluto in particular is the key player here. It's at those same degrees. So Pluto is very, very highly connected to the lunar eclipse. It sits next to the moon yeah. um, opposite the sun. So, and Pluto's, you know, Pluto, I mean, people talk about self-transformation with Pluto because it's the um, planet associated with analysis. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's in a way, that's the kind of really best way of describing Pluto. It is also the planet of loss and endings. Something comes to an end, you sweep, you know, sweep things out to create something new in your life. And this, I imagine it's going to be a very pivotal time for a lot of people. A lot of people. I think of the stuff that's coming up now, um, this week when we're talking uh, which is sort of the you know where today's the twentieth of June or the nineteenth. Um, all the stuff that's bubbling up now may come to some kind of ending or climax around that moon, um, around that eclipse. I think you know this. So this story that we're seeing, this process that we're in at the end of June and yeah, the big, actually the whole of June really uh, going into July then ha- may have some kind of real, there may be a bit of a, 
an ending there. I've, it looks like an ending kind of eclipse, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and full, you know, full moons are they're a culmination, they're a completion. It's the end of the cycle. It's um, you know when the moon is at its brightest, things come to culmination, to completion. Yeah. And with Pluto involved, absolutely, it may be that you need to look at what you let go of. Mm. You know, I'm thinking about Taurus and Scorpio. This could be something that hasn't worked out with regard to travel or a trip or studying um, a course, an exam, a test, that kind of thing, because it falls across the third and ninth axis, which is all about broadening your horizons. So you may feel like you're on the wrong track. You may need to stop a little and just wait and look at what's playing out. It might be something that's cancelled or postponed. Um, that kind of vibe around it. So just sort of take things really slowly during this month if you can. And, yeah. and wait and see what the options are before dashing in and making yeah. up your mind in a major way. No decisions. Try not to make decisions, I would say. And be open to uh, the possibility of things not turning out quite how you expect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an unexpected kind of month, isn't it? Although with Mercury retrograde, one of the things we do love about it is that things pop up from the past. So you might get, you know, opportunities from the past that, um, you know, come back. Or with Mercury retrograde, I often think it's a good time to to reapply for something that you didn't get first time around. Have this, another go. Yeah, this kind of second chance theme as well. Especially, I mean, what's nice, Aquarians have quite a nice thing there with that Mercury retrograde in their sign of relationships. Yes. Yeah, so Old friends can... turning up. Old friends turning up or maybe ex-lovers. Ex-lovers. So romantic. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, this for Leo and Aquarius and Cancer Capricorn, this could be a dramatic time for relationships. Mm. I think it's fair to say because those two um you know this it's about relationships it's about who you are um in relationship to the other person as well and with so much going on in those key signs um i do think it's time of beginnings and endings Mm -hmm. you know oh it's a time when you know ultimatums whatever it is think highs and lows it's not likely to be steady so again be careful what you get involved in or you know, keep your feet on the ground, bide your time. Um, and just back to this, this um, Neptune in Pisces as well for um, as a sort of key to how to deal with some of this difficult stuff. And this really applies to everyone. Um, that Neptune in Pisces is making very kind aspects to the nodes throughout the month. Mm-hmm. And to Saturn throughout the month, and to Jupiter, really. Um, so that provides a key to how to, um, you know, deal with situations. I think, which is compassionately or artistically, or to reinterpret things imaginatively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I would think. I, and I would think particularly, you know, thinking about that, that uh, we haven't really mentioned how this is working for Virgos, which is that Virgos are having this, for years actually, Virgos have had this extraordinary transit in their opposite sign mm. of Neptune. So I'm assuming that many, some Virgos have fallen madly in love. or They, they have. have, I know they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just thinking of someone in particular who's, you know, Virgos have fallen madly in love, met wonderful people, extraordinary artistic or mm. uh, life-expanding people or found their guru or whatever it is. Mm. And actually, I feel that for Virgos, this 
all of this, this eclipse stuff is actually at quite a sweet angle for Virgos. Mm. So even though we're talking in this quite heavy way, there may be a real turning point for, for Virgos around this eclipse, um, which sort of pulls in relationships, children, who your tribe is, family, all of those things are changing for Virgos. And mm. in a positive way, I mm. think it's possible. Mm. Um, another thing for Virgos is that it may also tie in with the house moving. Yeah, because of the Jupiter and Sagittarius. Yeah, or living in a bigger house. I know mm. one, <laughs> I think you have one Virgo who not only is getting married this year, which is someone she's madly in love with, but is living in a very, very huge house by a fortunate, just a stroke of fortune. Mm. Yeah, and I also know a Virgo who's, you know, in the, on the point of emigrating as well. So it's kind mm. of this expansion, isn't it? Yeah theme of expansion i do think i mean i do think the neptune is the real key to this tricky astrology and you know for me another thing of that is with neptune there's always themes of forgiveness um absolutely i think forgiveness is going to be a key theme but also you know if you are involved in any kind of toxic relationships which you know could well you know, it's what it's the poison, this kind of poison around with the big oppositions going on. Sometimes the best thing to do is take a step back, mm. move away from it. You know, don't get involved, don't get pulled into real kind of political debates if they're just becoming nasty and toxic. Um, and that might be on a professional level, it might be on a personal level. But I think Neptune is about either forgiveness or taking a step back, um, being kind to yourself, being kind to others. I mean, that's always a good policy. Hmm. Yeah, you know, the other thing that's happening, of course, is meanwhile, while all this stuff is, a lot of stuff is retrograde this month, certain planets are chuntering ahead, e.g. Uranus and Taurus. So are the Taurians in our lives maybe just bouncing along, actually, <laughs> having a perfectly fine time, because not only do they have Uranus in their sign, but these eclipses, again, for them, they're at quite a nice angle, actually. Mm. They are, you know... Uh, opening things up mm-hmm. well and that's you know Taurus is a fixed sign so mm. I don't know that every Taurus will enjoy Uranus bouncing along in their sign maybe but I think with Uranus bouncing along in your sign you have to be open to change you have to be open to new opportunities that come in this is not the time to stay stuck and fixed by any means um, no and uh, the for for the um Taurus also the Mercury retrograde goes across a, an interesting angle doesn't it it's going across the angle of home and, and uh, family. And I would think that your relationships with your parents might be changing at this point, or they might be adjusting somewhat. Mm-hmm. And this is to do, and and it's liberating. You know, of course, I, I, I love the idea of Uranus, even for Torians, that you're going through a period of liberation. You're becoming personally liberated. And that the one of the results of that is going to be a change in the direction of the your relationship with, either your family or your home Mm. Um, because that Mercury retrograde is also going to make a neat square to the Uranus. Um, Or maybe just taking a trip down memory lane. Could be. You know, going back to see the old family pile or whatever. And (laughs) going back to see the old family pile and having a new understanding of it that is liberating. Yeah. It's about freedom. Yeah. Um, It's also quite a good month for, I mean, I've, it's always a good month to travel, in my opinion, but I think it's a good month to travel for sort of, for Taurus and Scorpio. Yeah, 
Although it's an interesting, I find it quite interesting for Scorpio that Mercury retrograde is in the career sector. Yeah. So I think there could be some of some toing and proing around career and vocation. One step forward, then maybe needing to wait and be patient, or an idea that comes in and then doesn't get followed up could be a little bit frustrating and maybe therefore go away for a bit look at life from a different perspective shift things around on the other hand i mean having said that <clears throat> this is true but mars is in leo true yeah which is scorpio's ruler it's in the the part of the chart for scorpios that's about career mm-hmm. so part of you know as we, we were saying earlier it's complex you know it's a very complex month so on the one hand you'll be wanting to tear forward you know and on the other hand, there will be something that you have to rethink. So there could be one section of your career that you can push ahead with. While everybody else is on holiday, you know, the Scorpios, they're pushing ahead with their career. They could be rather ruthless. <laughs> they <actually>. could be. <laughs> exactly. maybe in, yeah, yeah, maybe just chase down every idea that comes up. Chase mm-hmm. down every opportunity because not all of them will work out. But exactly. some will. So, yeah. you know. And you also might be there when everybody else is asleep. You yes, know, this is the Scorpio I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah. So that Mars in Leo is good for you know look at where it falls in your horoscope because this is the point where you can get ahead, mm-hmm. perhaps while other people are not in the know or not seeing what's going on or lotus eating. Lotus, yeah, lotus eating. Um, so I would say that Mars in Leo in particular is good for for the Leos, the Aries, and Scorpios. Scorpios. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, you know, that there's this power that you're getting, this drive of energy. Mm. Um, and also, I think for both, especially I think Leo and Scorpio, it's that combination of the Mercury retrograde and the Mars is saying, drop one thing, you know, drop something mm. so that you can go ahead with the other stuff. It's like those two are finally parting ways mm. after having been stuck together up until, what is it, July the 8th. And then Mercury turns at retrograde and Mars steams ahead. It's mm-hmm. like, right, okay, I've decided not to deal with this thing. Or yeah. I'm going to put this on on the back burner for a while, which means I'm able to go ahead with the other stuff. Yeah, it's about being really focused, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, and getting on with one thing, the one thing that, that really feels like it's got fire in its belly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, you should be excited. You should be excited. I'm anxious <laughs> looking at this. <laughs> I have, um, of course I'm anxious. I've got Neptune sitting on my Saturn. I know, bless. Oh. Well, <laughs> I think you need to go all zen, actually, don't you? I think I do. Well, I do. I I can think I can mention this, but uh, it's, part, it's sitting on my Saturn. Saturn, as you can probably know, is represents the father in yep. your sign and neptune is about the dissolution the dissolving and i can say quite literally my dad's mental faculties are dissipating you know so he had all this money stolen from his bank account and he forgot that it happened when he was when i spoke to him the following day um which is quite disturbing for me but having looked at his chart it's fine for him right so it's, <laughs> it's okay so it's affecting you yeah, exactly. well you're the one who needs to deal with it then well, exactly you... <laughs> that's the problem is that then the kind of burden of responsibility yeah. becomes even yeah. more and you are more anxious thinking like god is gonna kind of wander off and be picked up by i don't know what and mm. taken to spain and 
sold as a you know for, into slave labor in Barcelona. No, that's a ridiculous your, fantasy. Your imagination is getting carried away with you now, Miss Pisces. <laughs> Calm it down, rein it in. Yeah, he would be useless as slave labor for anything except you know lifting a glass to his lips. Um, so that's also quite Neptunian. So, yeah, we've kind of had a big waltz around everything. We have, I think, yeah. Oh, and we've talked for hours, so we better shut up now. We better shut up. Okay, well, listen, have a great month. I hope that you ride the waves well this coming month, because it is, you know, one of the most dramatic months of the year. But there's lots of potential for storytelling. Yeah, just think of that lovely... Dreaming dreams. Yeah, think of that lovely Neptune. Yeah. Okay, see you next month. Bye. Take care, bye.